0: What's up, my wheelie glad listeners? How are you guys doing? I hope you are doing well. I, however, (laughs) am. I've been having a rough time. Um, When am I not having a rough time? It's just been a year for me. It's been a really hard year. Um, Life just keeps hitting me, but you know what? I found that being positive about it um, helps me not be so depressed and sad, so... I'm going to try to be more positive about it because although there are a lot of negative things that happen in my life, there are still good things and I'm really, really trying to hold on to those good things and be happy and positive about the good things that I should be grateful for in my life. Um, With that being said um welcome to today's episode i think this is episode 11. um i can't believe i have 11 episodes that's kind of crazy that's 11 hours worth of me talking that's kind of exhausting um for you and for me but um nevertheless i love doing this i love podcasting it's i look forward to it every week every thursday i'm so excited to record This week, I didn't ask any questions on my Instagram, so this week's kind of a little surprise. I actually came up with a little episode on my own of things that I wanted to talk about. Um, And so today's episode is on making a life worth living. So I decided this topic because I am in a DBT class. It's a therapy class about dialectical behavioral therapy. I don't know if I said that correctly. but it's basically this type of therapy um, used to regulate your emotions and help um, ha- create like a healthier way of interacting in your relationships, whether it's with a significant other or friendships or family relationships. Um, DBT is basically there to help you with your relationships and help regulate your mood and change your behaviors so that you can have a happier, better, and healthier lifestyle. So I am in a DBT class. And um, one of the things that was mentioned in class last week was making a life worth living. And this phrase really stuck out to me. I thought about it for a while and I kind of zoned out like I do in class and was thinking about it. And I was like, hmm, do I have a life that's worth living? That's an interesting question. At the moment when I thought that, I thought, no, I honestly don't think I have a life worth living. And sometimes I feel like that. If I'm being honest, sometimes I look at my life and I think, I don't really enjoy my life. I I hate myself a lot of the time and I feel depressed a lot of the time. I feel very burnt out by work and school. I feel like my relationships are usually failing because of my own mistakes that I make. Um, And so sometimes I look at my life and I think, yeah, I really honestly don't think my life is worth living. Um, And that's really that's a really scary thought. That's not a good place to be in. And when you have that type of thought, it can definitely spiral and become a very dark and scary thought and so i really wanted to dive into this whole idea of making a life worth living because nobody wants to feel like their life is worth living you know like we're here on this earth to live a life you know and we want it to be worth it right like we want it to be worthwhile for us and for other people we want to have purpose we want to feel accomplished I mean, want to happy that's everyone's goal right to be happy i'm assuming that's everyone's goal um because being sad and depressed is not fun um and so i really wanted to dive into this topic on how to make a life worth living and in order to make a life worth living i had to kind of step back first and kind of examine what life is like and so for me I I kind of have this pattern and so I invented this little cycle which I think is pretty accurate for how life is. It's a reoccurring cycle that just happens over and over and over again. It has five steps. This is totally made up. This is not actual scientific data. This is just my own little made up logic that's in my brain that I came up with. But basically we go through five phases in life and understanding these phases and doing our best in each phase and staying in one of the main phases that I'll talk about is what makes life worth living. So here are the five phases that I invented. This is just a little peek into how my brain works. It's kind of it's kind of crazy in there, but stick with me. So the first phase is called the chaotic phase. The second phase is called rock bottom. <laughs> the third phase is called the snap back into reality phase. The fourth phase is the growth phase, and the fifth phase is where you peak. So in my life, this is just how it works for me. I have a chaotic phase where I make poor decisions and kind of do dumb stuff and am not very happy. And then I hit the second phase, which is rock bottom. And you know, it can't get any worse than that. You can only go up from there. And then the third phase is where you snap back into reality. This is where you're like, oh crap, I'm at rock bottom. I'm not doing very well. I obviously need to make some changes. The fourth phase is the growth phase. This is the phase that makes life worth living, in my opinion. The whole goal for me is to constantly be in the fourth phase, the phase of growth. Because as long as you're growing and becoming the type of person you wanna be, that's what's going to make life worth living. And that's just something that I've discovered personally. I feel like when I am constantly growing and becoming the ideal version of Mel, I feel like that is when life is worth living and when I am the happiest and when life is worth it. And when I can get out of bed a little easier in the morning. Um, and then the fifth phase is peak, which doesn't always happen, but you know, it's a cycle. So Chaotic phase, rock bottom, snap back into reality phase, growth phase, peak, and then it goes back to chaotic phase. Um, So I kind of wanted to break down these phases. Again, this is all completely made up. This is not scientific data. This is just kind of what my brain came up with. But I kind of wanted to break down these phases and give some examples of each one. Because it's kind of fun to, I don't know, this is how my brain works. I like to dissect things. So it all started with this thought that was discussed in my DBT class, right? To make a life worth living. And so I wanted to dissect that phrase and kind of say, okay, what is life basically? And so I made life into these five phases of how my life kind of goes. And now I wanna dive into each phase individually okay so here we go the first phase is the chaotic phase so here are a few examples of things that someone might do in a chaotic phase these examples may or may not have may or may not be things that i have done the first one is running away into the woods in high school okay this is something that i did i'll just admit it but high school is very very hard for me um It was honestly the worst four years of my life. I was misdiagnosed with bipolar and was put on meds that made me kind of crazy and um, not in a good place or a good mindset. I was not stable at all. In fact, I'm not stable right now, so I'm kind of, I can't even, I want to talk, you know what I mean? But um, this is something that I did in high school. Every time something traumatic would happen, I would fight or flight, and I would flight, and I would drive away into the woods. I lived in Eagle, Idaho, and so I would drive into the Boise National Forest. It's like an hour away, but I would seriously just walk out of school and just drive away into the woods, okay? This this is kind of chaotic, and I put this in the chaotic phase because that's just a little example of how, you know, life isn't very good. I'm making kind of decisions that aren't amazing and i'm not really in a stage where i am growing because i don't know i mean it could be it could be in the growth phase if it was looked at in a more positive light like if you're just going on a spontaneous road trip into the woods like that can be part of your growth phase if you want to like try to be a more adventurous person but for me running away into the woods like every single week and ditching class was definitely more in the chaotic phase so the next example is Exploring things with my body with substances in unhealthy ways. This is definitely chaotic. Substance abuse is a real thing and dealing with different substances that intoxicate your body is very scary and not not something that I think is in my personal growth phase of life. I think that's more chaotic and it makes life harder for me personally. The next one is one time I spent $800 on a shopping spree. Not proud of this, but... I do still have everything I bought from that shopping spree and I do still wear all three pairs of shoes that I bought on a shopping spree. Um, But yeah, this is definitely an impulsive thing. Definitely a sign that I wasn't 100% stable. I was impulsive and I spent a lot of money, basically rent on um, a ton of shoes and clothes. So that's kind of chaotic so I put that in the chaotic phase as a little example the next example is the phase where I thrift shopped at all my clothes and I I seriously I could you not guys I dressed like a grandma I had this 80s grandma aesthetic um, and little did I know that this was literally a chaotic phase I didn't realize it until now but wow I used to dress like a grandma from the 80s and I thought I thought it was literally my look like it was my vibe and looking back That was definitely me in a chaotic phase. The next example is um, there's this phase. There's this like other mini phase, I guess, called the try everything phase, which is where you kind of pick up every hobby that you can or just try everything and anything that you want is the try everything phase. So you're just doing whatever you want to just see what you like and to just experiment, I guess is one way to put it. But my try-everything phase is kind of where I picked up a million different hobbies. Um, and so I played ukulele. I did whatever. And roller skating was one of those hobbies that I picked up in my try-everything phase. And that that hobby actually stuck. And here I am today. I am a roller skating Instagrammer, I guess, <laughs> is my label, I guess. Um, but anyways, I feel like... That can be kind of a chaotic phase is when you're just trying everything. So I put that as an example. So these are just a few examples of what the first phase of life is. Your chaotic phase. You're trying to figure things out. You're trying to discover who you are. And you may do that in some crazy, impulsive ways. Or you may just be, you know just kind of experimenting doing your own thing and that may it may not always be a negative thing the chaotic phase doesn't always have to be a negative phase it's just kind of that chaotic phase where you're not 100 percent you and sure of who you are if that makes sense i really hope that this makes sense <laughs> anyways that's the chaotic phase the second phase is rock bottom and this phase can be This phase can occur several times. Um, For me, I've hit rock bottom so many times in my life, so many times. In fact, pretty sure I'm in rock bottom as we speak, but that's okay, it occurs multiple times. Um, It's just basically when your chaotic phase crumbles, you see how depressed and truly lost you are and you finally hit that rock bottom. But the good thing about rock, rock bottom is that you can only go up from there. So here's some examples of rock bottom. Once again, these are things that I may or may not have done. Uh, Anyways, let's get into it. (laughs) First one, buying a stuffed animal at 22 years old. This is rock bottom, okay? You know you're at rock bottom when your niece, who's five years old, makes fun of you for sleeping with a Winnie the Pooh bear when you're 22 years old. That's, I don't know. That may be rock bottom to some, but to other people, it may be me literally peeking. I don't know. It's up to you to decide. The next one is having an addiction to caffeine. (laughs) I feel like that's rock bottom. So in that case, we're all at rock bottom. The next one is eating an entire pizza in bed alone. That's rock bottom. You can't convince me otherwise. I may or may not have done that yesterday. The next one is watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Not much to say about that. The next one is taking a leave of absence from work for mental health. Okay, let me explain this one. For me personally, this is rock bottom. For others, it may be honestly an amazing part of their growth phase. If you feel like you are mentally not well at work to the point where you need to take a leave of absence, that can be a very amazing thing that can boost your confidence. And I honestly think it's something to celebrate. For me, this is how I knew I was unwell because my mental health got to the point where I could not work when I was at work. I was sitting in the break room for hours and I just couldn't do anything. For me, this was me hitting rock bottom because I knew that I was so mentally unwell that I couldn't do my job. Um, For others, I think taking leave of absence or missing school for mental health or doing anything for mental health honestly can be a win because that's you taking care of yourself sometimes life can be too much sometimes work or school or whatever can be too much and to take that leave of absence to be absent that one day can honestly be an empowering positive thing because that's you taking a step back realizing you need help really realizing that you need that time to heal and giving yourself that that's a healthy good thing but for me personally I recently took a leave of absence from work For mental health reasons and this was a really low low for me because I feel like this is the point where I knew that I that I wasn't in my growth phase and I wasn't doing well. For me this was kind of hitting rock bottom because I knew that I wasn't capable anymore of doing what I was capable of months ago when I was more stable if that makes sense. The next example is yelling at a Taco Bell employee because nacho fries were taken off the menu. Okay, this is humiliating. I I don't wanna admit that I did this, but I, I did, okay? We all have our moments, we all make mistakes, it's whatever, moving on. The next one is front flipping onto concrete for literally no reason. Yeah, I did that. If you follow my Instagram, you saw me do it. Um, it was not my best moment, it was rock bottom. <laughs> And obviously, some of these are jokes, you guys. Like, anyways. The next one is smoking a cigarette when you know you have asthma. That's rock bottom. That's when you know you're not taking care of yourself. And obviously, the mistake you're making is not going to be good for you. That's when you know you've hit rock bottom. Is when you're doing something that you know is bad for you, but you do it anyways because that's how unstable you are. The next one is getting paid 100 bucks to kick a guy in the balls as a sexual favor. favor. Um, let me read that again. Getting paid 100 bucks to kick a guy in the balls as a sexual favor. Um, I may or may not have done this. And was it worth it? I mean, I got 100 bucks out of it. That's a pair of Lululemon leggings. So to answer your question, yeah, it was totally worth it. And I would do it again. The next example is using your vehicle registration as a tissue when driving. This is how you know that you are at the lowest point in your life, when you are crying while driving, and you don't have a tissue to wipe your disgusting snot face, and so you just have to use whatever you have, whether it be a tampon, unused, unused, or your vehicle registration papers, or literally a Taco Bell bag that's in your back seat, whatever it is. Like that's when you know you've hit rock bottom. Is when you're wiping your own snot and tears. On anything that you can find, basically. The next one is biting a candle. Okay, I can't explain this one. I just can't explain it. But I feel like when you bite into a candle, that just shows you've hit rock bottom. Like, what are you doing? Just take a step back. What are you doing? That's all I'm gonna say about that one. And then the next one is kissing your hamster goodnight. I don't know why I wrote that one down, because honestly, kissing your hamster goodnight, that's kind of more of a peak phase. Anyways, these are just random examples that I came up with, okay? I can't explain how my brain works. Some of these to me are funny. If you don't get my sense of humor, I'm so sorry. Click off, I don't care. But that's just what my brain is telling me and this is just what I came up with. Anyways, hold on, let me take a drink of water real quick. Um, those are the first two phases, the chaotic phase and the rock bottom phase. The next phase is the snap back into reality phase there's some asmr for you for you asmr freaks um so the next phase is the snap back into reality phase this is my personal favorite phase and let me tell you why this is the phase where you kind of have that turning moment you realize how unhappy you are this is the phase that follows the rock bottom phase so you're at the lowest lowest low of the low point in your life And the snap back into reality phase is kind of the phase where your eyes open and you're like wait hold on i'm at rock bottom i am so depressed i am not who i want to be i am not where i want to be and i need to make a change the snap back into reality phase is the hopeful phase because this is the phase where you realize okay i need to make some changes because i am not happy and i want to be happy that's why this is my favorite phase it's the phase that brings you hope It also sparks creativity and productivity because you realize, okay, I'm not where I want to be. What do I need to do to get there? You start being more creative. You start making goals, setting goals, and trying to keep them. You start making plans, planning trips, planning planning different activities and events and different ways that you can get back on track and get back on that path that makes you into the best version of yourself. I feel like the snap back into reality phase is the phase where I am the most emotional, if that makes sense. I feel like every time I hit the snap back into reality phase, I cry a lot because this is the turning point where I realize, you know, how depressed I am, how unwell I am and how I really want to make a change in my life to get back to that growth phase, get back to maybe a peak phase where I'm doing amazing because being in rock bottom is not fun. The goal is to, you know, obviously hitting rock bottom is part of life. The goal is to just not stay there. The goal is to be in that snapback into reality phase quick, quicker than you hit rock bottom because that snapback into reality phase is what will launch you into the growth phase. And the growth phase is the phase that we want to constantly be in because that is the phase that is going to make us the ideal version of ourselves and that will make life worth living so how many how much time do we have oh my gosh it's only been 20 minutes (laughs) okay so that leads us to the fourth phase I really hope this makes sense you guys like to me when I was writing this out I was like oh my gosh this is this is genius like this makes sense but as I'm like talking about it out loud I'm like literally what like, what is my brain? Like, uh, I need therapy. I go to therapy, by the way, for those of you that hop in my DM saying that I need help and that I need therapy. I go twice a week. So jokes on you. Anyways, um, let's go to the, the next phase, the fourth phase. Okay. I think I'm in a chaotic phase right now. The fact that I'm making this whole random episode about who knows what, Maybe this is me in my chaotic phase and maybe at the end of the episode, I'll hit rock bottom and you guys will get to witness it. (laughs) Okay, the fourth phase is the growth phase. This is the phase we constantly want to be in. This is the phase that makes life worth living because for me personally, when I am in a constant state of growth and learning and becoming a better person, that personally is what makes life worth it to me. That personally is what gives me the drive to have purpose and to get out of bed in the morning and to make my life worth living. It's kind of like, you know, those Instagram reels or TikToks where it's like when your life feels like this song again and then it plays that trending audio that everyone knows and then it shows like clips of them with like matcha and iced coffee and like flowers in some marketplace and like fit checks and gym selfies. You know what I'm talking about? That's the fourth phase, okay? Those chuggy Instagram reels and TikToks with that trending audio, that basically is the fourth phase. That is where you are taking care of yourself, going to the gym, getting up early, going to bed early, reading books, drinking iced coffee, I guess, because that's what's in all of (laughs) these trending TikToks. But for me personally, the growth phase kind of looks like this. For me, it's meditating daily, journaling daily. Journaling is so important to me because that's how I know I am taking the time to dissect my day and dissect how I'm feeling and to just better myself. Basically, All I use journaling for is to better myself. I just write down, okay, what was toxic about me today? And then I try to work on it and be better from it. So journaling personally is my favorite thing ever. Um, If you don't journal, I highly recommend it. Same with meditating. Meditating is so amazing. And I know it can be frustrating at first if you don't know how to do it. But once you finally hit that sweet spot, meditating will change your life. The next thing that is in my growth phase is kind of, I already mentioned it, but noticing my toxic traits and trying to fix them. Hence the idea of growth. The whole point of the fourth phase is growing, right? And part of growing into a better person and into the person you want to be is noticing the things you do wrong, noticing the things that you don't like about yourself and that people maybe don't like about you and trying to work on those things. Something that I have realized and that's been hard for me to realize is that growing shouldn't be for anyone but me. Actually, no, I don't agree with that. I think growing, I think growing, the focus of growing should be for our own personal happiness and growth. But I do think that growing and fixing toxic traits about ourselves can benefit other people as well. But I think it should be all focused on ourselves let me okay let me let me explain this better so a different way to put this is I don't think we should ever be concerned of what other people think about us because that that will drag us down right I don't think we should be focusing ever on trying to be more likable I think that will put us in a toxic mindset where we're just trying to please people. I think the whole idea of noticing toxic traits about ourselves and trying to fix them, it should be about trying to be a better person for ourselves, not about trying to get everyone to love us. Because in all reality, we're not gonna be able to get everyone to love us, okay? It is impossible to get everyone to like you. And that's what I've realized. I can't get everyone to like me. A lot of people don't like me. A lot of people hate my guts and have made it known to me. And that's, you know, their choice. Obviously, I have toxic things about myself. Obviously, I make mistakes. Obviously, I'm not a perfect person and I do things that maybe people don't like. But at the the end of the day, I just need to realize, okay, I could be sad about the few people that don't like me or I could try as hard as I can to choose to be happy and take these experiences of people don't liking me as a way for me to reflect, look at my toxic traits, try to fix them, and try to grow as a person to become a better version of myself, not for them, not for the people who hate me, but for me. Sorry, that was a long tangent, but that's just kind of something I'm going through right now. I have a lot of people that don't like me, Um, in my life currently and that's their choice and you know sometimes I'm sad about it sometimes it really really hurts it hurts to have people not like you but in reality that's their decision and that's their choice to waste their energy on hating me you know what I mean it takes a lot of energy to hate someone it takes a lot of energy to hate someone and to dislike someone and honestly like that's a waste of energy We all have energy within us. And honestly, I would rather put my energy into something that helps me to grow rather than put my energy into hating a person because that's just that's not worth it. That's just a waste of energy to me. And so a lot of people may waste their energy on hating me and disliking me and making it known to me about the things that are toxic about myself. And I'm at the point where I know that I have things that I can work on. I'm not a perfect person. In fact, this year has been a crap show. I'm not going to swear. It's been a crap show for me. It's been a really awful year. I'm, like, going to start crying. And when people go through really hard and traumatic things, it's a lot easier for them to react in certain ways that make them make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like... When you are suffering from trauma and going through really hard things, you're not gonna be 100%. You're not gonna be sunshine and rainbows and kind to everyone and literally perfect, okay? You may make mistakes, you may make people upset. And the people that want to keep you in your life and that see your worth beyond your mistakes and beyond your outbursts, those are the ones that are worth keeping around because they're using their energy to uplift you and to notice the good parts of you instead of wasting their energy on hating you. Um, anyways, I'm kind of just thinking out loud right now. Um, none of what I said was scripted at all. Um, this is me just kind of word barfing. This is just stuff that's kind of been on my mind with stuff that's happened in my life recently. But I feel like I feel like I I feel like those things are important, and I really hope that it means something to someone what I just said. I hope if anyone is struggling with people who may not like them or people who are putting their energy into hating you as a person, don't let it affect you. Just say a big F you and focus on yourself. Give a big middle finger to them metaphorically and just stay in your growth phase. If people hate you, maybe take a step back and say, okay, why are these people hating me? Maybe it's it's something about myself that I need to work on. Maybe I, I said something That was kind of rude and maybe I need to work on my kindness. Maybe I need to work on my charity. Maybe I need to work on serving others. There's always something that we can work on, okay? No one is perfect. Everyone has things that they can work on to become the ideal version of themselves. So that's, uh, sorry, this is a huge tangent, but this is one of the bullet points of the growth phase is just noticing your toxic traits and trying to fix them. We all have things we can work on. None of us are perfect. Focus on yourself. Don't waste your time hating other people. Focus on yourself and staying in your growth phase and becoming the best version of yourself. And as long as you're doing that, that's all that matters. You don't have to worry about the haters, okay? There will always be haters. There will always be mean girls talking crap about you behind your back. There will always be people who are trying to make your life miserable. There's gonna be people like that in your life. That's just part of life. Focus on yourself. Girl boss it stay in the growth phase, do your best to stay in that growth phase, try to fix your toxic traits and become the best version of yourself to the point where you can prove those people wrong, prove the people that hate you wrong, because you are better than that, you're a girl boss, you can do it, okay, that was a huge tangent, sorry about it, the next bullet point of the growth phase for me is going to therapy, if you don't go to, go to therapy, highly recommend, love therapy, it is so amazing, there's several different types of therapy, there's DBT therapy, which I mentioned, there's EMDR therapy, which I've done a few times, um, there's talk therapy, where you literally just like sit in a room on a couch, chilling with a stranger, and you just talk to them about your life problems, and they help you with them, it's honestly amazing, therapy is not cheap, but it's 100% worth it. I highly recommend it. Um, If you feel like you are not financially in the place to receive therapy, there are lots of resources out there that I cannot list because I don't know (laughs) what they are. But um, through work and through medical, whatever, maybe I'm making stuff up, I don't know. But I feel like there are options out there. There's also, I'm not sponsored by BetterHelp. Wish I was, that'd be awesome. But BetterHelp... I've heard so many ads for it. It's like a, um, it's an online therapy that you can do um, where you like can text your therapist at any time of day um, and receive help that way. And it's cheaper than regular therapy. So that's an option. Um, Again, not sponsored, but I've heard many things about, many good things about it. Um, But yeah, therapy is an amazing thing. I've been going to therapy since I was 16 years old and it has dramatically helped me and changed my life. When I don't go to therapy, my life falls apart. Um, Also, Another point that's very important is finding a good therapist. Some people will go to therapy, not not vibe, not have a good time, and it will honestly just be because they're not vibing with that specific therapist. I feel like therapy is for everyone, in my honest opinion. I think everyone should go to therapy, but it does take some time to find a therapist that fits you just right. Um, So that's one of the points that is part of the growth phase. When I'm going to therapy and trying to better myself and make my life happier. That's me growing. That's me becoming the best version of Mel. The next bullet point is being interested in increasing your overall knowledge and education. I feel like this is part of the growth phase because like when you're increasing your knowledge, that's when you know like you're you're trying to become the best version of yourself. If you're just like interested in learning, and interested in just finding out new facts and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that just shows you're woke and I feel like it shows that you're mature and you're, you're in a good place because you want to increase your knowledge. Did any of that make sense? <laughs> I really hope this makes sense, you guys. The next bullet point is starving others. I put this because I feel like when you're in the growth phase, A lot of it is about working on yourself and becoming the best version of yourself. But part of that is serving others. Obviously, you can't serve others unless you are serving yourself. That's just a fact. But once you have helped yourself, love yourself, serve yourself, you can then take that energy and give it to other people in acts of kindness, in different love languages. And honestly, you guys, when you look, when you finally get to a point where you are stable, and you have loved yourself, and you have energy to give to others, it feels so good to serve other people. It feels so good to give your love to another person and to help them out. It honestly, it helps you. When you serve another person, it helps you because you feel better for helping someone else out, and it's kind of just a cycle of just good, positive vibes because you're serving yourself, which enables you to serve other people, And it's just happy, good vibes all around. Everyone's happy because you are helping other people and helping yourself. The next bullet point of the fourth phase, the growth phase, is choosing to have a healthier lifestyle. So this is a very broad thing. This is a very broad bullet point. But um, for me, choosing to have a healthier lifestyle is eating healthier, exercising, doing things that make me happy, having good daily habits that just improve the quality of my life, like a good sleep schedule, a good routine. Honestly, having a daily routine is a game changer. Um, It's very hard for me to be consistent in keeping a routine, but having a routine makes life so much better. When I know exactly what time I'm going to bed, exactly what time I'm waking up, what what time I'm going to do my hobbies, what time I'm going to do my meditation, what time I'm going to school all these things lined up in in order with a time frame it just makes life more organized and it, it gives me a sense of purpose honestly um and that's just me these are all just my opinions but I feel like having a routine it makes life so much better and so much easier and as I'm saying this out loud I'm realizing I really need to make a routine for my life <laughs> because you know it's, it's a phase, it's a cycle. We go through these phases. Um, I've been in the fourth phase several times. I've been in the growth phase where I have had a routine and I live it every day and I'm doing absolutely amazing. But of course, the peak comes, then the chaotic phase comes, and then you go right back to rock bottom and you have to restart. That's just how it goes for me. But the goal is to stay in the fourth phase. It takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of effort, it takes consistency. And consistency is a virtue that I really wish I had and I really want to achieve and I am really trying to work on. Um, Everyone has that one thing that they can work on. Somebody, I forget who told me this, but I believe they said to take things in baby steps. So like pick one thing that you can work on and just take baby steps every single day. So one of these things, you can choose one of these things. Like I am gonna start journaling every day. Pick that one thing, take baby steps, write a sentence in your journal every day. If you want to focus on noticing your toxic traits and fixing them, pick one of your toxic traits that you know you are toxic with and work on it every day. Like for example, let's say you gossip a lot, pick that trait and work hard every single day to try to stop gossiping. Let's see, another one is exercising. Make a goal to exercise for even just 10 minutes every day. 10 minutes is better than none, right? So, 10 minutes every day, just try your best to exercise a little. Even if it means just doing like 100 jumping jacks. Even if it means going for a hot girl walk while listening to my podcast. Whatever it is, just take those baby steps. Pick one thing to work on and take those steps. Whatever phase you are in, doesn't matter what phase you're in, you can choose one thing to work on and work on that thing. And eventually, if you keep that consistency going, you'll find yourself in the growth phase and you'll find that you are becoming a better version of yourself that you want to be. Okay, the fifth phase is where you peak. This is the peak phase. Obviously, this phase doesn't always happen, but when it does happen, it often happens without us realizing it. So I have some more examples of peaking and of course these are all just funny examples don't take them seriously but these are moments where i have peaked when i wore a tiger costume with rollerblades for a halloween party okay that was me peaking no doubt about it one time i meditated on a beach for 4 hours and i seriously achieved like real surreal peace like i i was so zen it was amazing and i didn't know that in that moment like That was a peak moment for me because I have not been able to achieve that amount of peace from meditating ever since that time on the beach where I meditated for four hours. The next peak moment is when I spoke at eighth grade graduation. This was a big monumental moment for me. I spoke in front of a huge crowd of thousands of people. I was really terrified, but I did it. I was successful. I gave a cute little speech And that was a big moment for me. I feel like that was a moment where I peaked. I feel like that was the peak of middle school for me because middle school sucked. But then eighth grade graduation, I spoke and it was all worth it. I finally peaked because I spoke at my graduation. The next example is when I skated off of the in and out sign. Okay, if you follow my Willie Glad Instagram, obviously you you should be aware of this unless you're a very recent follower. But I skated off the In-N-Out sign, okay? If you wanna know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to my Instagram, scroll down, you'll find it. I literally skated the In-N-Out sign, okay? It was 2 a.m., I was drunk on Diet Coke, and I said to my pals, y'all, what if I grinded the In-N-Out sign? Like, what if? They all laughed at me, right? So I did it. Hopped up on the sign, skated off of it, the point of the arrow came out of nowhere okay everyone always asks what did you expect to happen i didn't expect that the point of the arrow would make me fall okay i didn't expect it okay i was drunk on diet coke okay give me a break but i basically tripped over the point of the arrow fell on my head concussion nearly had a shattered hip but it was just a hematoma anyways this is a moment when i peaked because <laughs> this isn't a peak category not the rock bottom category honestly it could go either way but I feel like this is the peak category because this is a moment where I kind of didn't care what anyone thought and I was adventurous, spontaneous, slightly impulsive. Impulsivity kind of fits more in the rock bottom category, but this was a moment where I achieved my fame, honestly. (laughs) I hope you know I'm joking. But I, I was able to be myself in that moment. And I know it's kind of funny, it's kind of silly, like, oh, I skated the in and out sign. Like, it's all jokes, it's funny. But honestly, in all seriousness, like this was a big moment for me because I felt like myself in that moment. I felt like that version of Melinda that used to be crazy, wild and free and fun because I haven't been that version of myself in so long because mental illness does affect that side of me. But me skating the In-N-Out sign was honestly, you know, I know it's all jokes, it's hilarious, but honestly, it was a big monumental moment for me because I was 100% myself in that moment, doing something fun, spontaneous and crazy, and being 100% myself without caring what anyone thought. And that's a big, that's a big deal for me. So that is in the peak category for me. The next one is when I played Barbie Survivor with my Barbie dolls while camping as a kid. Little did I know that this would be a monumental core memory for me. I used to take my Barbie dolls when we'd go camping. We used to go to Big Sur every year. And I would take my Barbie dolls and play with them in the creek. This is like a small little memory, okay? But it's a core memory. And honestly, it was me peaking because this was me when I had the biggest imagination ever. And I feel like that's me peaking because that was me as a child, boldly using my imagination to have fun with just some plastic Barbie dolls. I feel like that's a monumental, big thing. That's a big moment because you don't say a kid forever, you know? Okay, the next one is when I low-key got kicked out of BYUI. (laughs) That one's a joke. Moving on. Um, When I dropped into my first big boy bowl on roller skates, that was me peaking because that was a big moment for me where I realized that I could achieve, I could overcome any fear barrier because dropping into a bowl, for those of you who roller skate, you know it's terrifying. You know it's terrifying. Don't lie to me. It's terrifying, especially big boy bowls, big vert, big boy bowls. Those are terrifying. Um, And dropping into my first one, that was me peaking because sometimes I, I still get scared dropping into big boy bowls. But the first time I did drop into one, I kinda just said a big F you to the fear that I was feeling and I just dropped in, I just did it. And so that was a big deal for me, that was me peaking. It was like a little baby peak in that moment because I did something that was really scary and I was able to achieve it even though I had so much fear in my body. The next one is when I realized I could use two tampons at once. Okay, the next one is when I realized using two tampons at once isn't a good idea okay learn from my learn from my mistakes please I'm stuttering because I have PTSD from from that okay anyways the next one is when I had a secret and fake romance on a cruise when I was 16 okay listen so I went on this cruise to Alaska right usually you know when you think of a cruise you think tropical fun summer vibes I went on a cruise when I was 16 to Alaska Okay. It was freezing. It was fun though. There was like all you can eat buffet obviously and a fun heated pool, whatever. But I had this secret little fun fake romance for like one night with this random kid that I met on the boat. And I feel like that was me peeking because that was like, that was like my mysterious era. That was where I was like, Ooh, like I, I'm a sexual fierce, romantic goddess on some boat in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? So I feel like that was a peak moment. I don't know. Um okay, the next one is when I realized that I don't have to settle ever again. So to be more specific, when I separated from my ex-husband and got a divorce, this is when I realized that I can I can be with someone in a relationship where I get more than the bare minimum. And I didn't receive the bare minimum in my marriage at all and so honestly it was a big moment a peak moment when I finally got out of that marriage where I realized oh like I can actually be loved properly and I don't have to settle for anything less than that so that was a big monumental moment for me and last but not least the last peak that I wrote down is when my Instagram went viral and I gained all of you amazing listeners I love you all so much. You guys are so kind to me and you guys reach out to me all the time. Like I get random DMs where people literally send me pictures of their dogs and their cats and I'm, I'm, I'm beyond grateful for it. Like that is the kind of content I want to see. So grateful for it. If you're listening to this part of the episode, if you have gotten to this part, this part of the episode, go onto Instagram right now. Send me a DM of your pet, please, because I love to see it. I love to see it. That's the kind of content I need. So thank you for that. But anyways, those are all of the moments I've peaked. Not all of them, but just a few I can think of. But to round it all up, to, summary, to make a summary of it all, those are the five phases of life. The chaotic phase, rock bottom, the snap back into reality phase, the growth phase, and the peak phase. Phase four is the phase that we wanna stay in where we're in a constant state of growth. That way we can have a life worth living. So the goal is the constant state of growth, constantly reevaluating your life, constantly self-improving, and constantly becoming the type of person you want to be. Because it is a constant thing. It is a constant effort that you have to make. You're not gonna just wake up one day and realize, oh, I'm the person that I want to be. That's not gonna happen. Staying in in the growth phase, in the stage four of growth is where you want to stay, and I feel like I feel like that's that's just the goal is to stay in that phase for the your, the rest of your life. Sorry, I just had a stroke. The rest of your life, because because we're we're not perfect, and I feel like perfection is is not achievable in my opinion. But we can do our best to become that version of ourselves, and um, but it does take a constant effort. Sorry, that was. It's hard to get that last couple sentences out because my roommate came into the hallway and I'm really scared of her. Okay, so being in the growth phase is what makes life worth it for me. And that's just my opinion. But I decided to go on Instagram and ask you guys, what makes life worth living for you? And so I got a few responses and I'm just kind of kind of rapid fire read through them. Um, I haven't even looked at them yet. So give me a second. Let me get my phone. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay, let's see what you guys said. So I asked, what's one thing that makes your life worth living? I'm just going to read through them. Volleyball kept me alive. Love that. Someone said dessert. Someone said my dog. Someone said my faith in God. Someone said my Monstera and my bestie. I don't know what that is, but love that for you. Someone said, my nieces and my nephews. Another person said, there will definitely be good days in the future better than today. Also puppies, love puppies. I saw a puppy at Cafe Rio today, it was so cute. Someone said, long boarding. Someone said, my girlfriend and the naivety of being 14, I'm aware of, but she saved me from depression. Sorry, it's hard to read some of these, but yes, having a significant other definitely makes life more worth it. Someone said, my family. Another person said, waking up and knowing I'm going to make a difference in someone's life that day. Wow. Okay. Pop off, sis. Okay. Another person said, wanting a happy family in the future and knowing that it will be worth it in the end. Okay. I like this one. Knowing that, you know, there's hope for the future is a good thing that can keep life worth living. Someone said, skating and my imagination. Okay. I mentioned my imagination when I was a kid playing with Barbie dolls, playing Barbie Survivor. Someone said, you. Aw, what? What? You guys should see me right now. I'm doing the Debbie Ryan. I'm like biting my lip and putting my hair behind my ear. What? Thank you. That's so sweet of you. Okay, another person said, seeing people I love, happy, and achieving their goals. Another person said, curiosity and exploring new experiences. Okay, I'm just going to... I'm gonna read, read through these a little faster because there's a lot. Snuggles with my pandemic pup, love it. Roller skating, seeing everyone that I love be happy. You, love your content, aw, love you too. Um, times when depression, anxiety are not there, which is rare, um, yeah, I relate to that. The love my husband and I share, love that for you. My future wifey, aw, someone said my mom, cheese but on a real note my dog okay but can we just talk about cheese for a second why is cheese so good okay tell me why please someone tell me why cheese is so good it's literally so good i love it goat cheese brie cheese Ah, just give it to me okay horses kids um kids they saved my life my family another person said you oh you guys making me blush someone said food my kids Jesus, he broke off so much of the heaviness of my life. Love that for you. Giving, skating, relationships, whether platonic or in a romantic sense. Love that. Love, someone said a little cat emoji. Cute. Um, getting to create films and telling unique stories. I love that. I personally love creating little movies and videos. That's why I love making Instagram reels. Someone said my wife. Someone said Mel oh, you guys, stop, I'm literally gonna cry, someone said, that soul-healing laugh you have with your closest friends, with tears and snorts and more laughs, okay, love that, that, that definitely makes life worth living, another person said, trying to figure out what that is, and you know what, my darling, why did I say my darling, what the, (laughs) you know what, sis, you'll find it, okay, and I hope, if anything, that something i said in this episode will help you to find that. Um take up a new hobby. Pick one thing to work on at a time and i really hope that you'll figure out what that is because your life is worth living. You just got to figure out what that is and i wish you the best of luck in your journey because we love you and we want you here and life can be awesome. We just have to try really hard to make it that way. Um hopefully that was motivational enough okay the next person said my grandparents um someone said my family and then the last response says my best friend we need each other Aww, love that you guys thank you so much for those responses um I'm now deleting that off my story (laughs) so I don't get any more notifications from it um anyways That is today's episode, Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. It was kind of just random thoughts that I threw out there. I hope that it's received well. I hope that you guys got something out of it. Um, To finish off today's episode though, we are not quite yet finished. I wanted to just read a couple of affirmations. Um, I can't remember which episode I did this on, but I did like deep breathing and affirmations. um, And I thought it was really awesome. And it definitely helps me. And so I want it to be able to help you guys. Hold on, sorry. <gasps> sorry, I almost threw up into the microphone. Um, anyways, so I'm going to read some affirmations. And I'm hoping that wherever you are, whether you're at work, you're on your hot girl walk, you're driving, whatever, you're skating. I hope that you can repeat the affirmations after me, whether it's out loud or in your head. And whichever, whichever one really resonates with you. I want you to hold on to it and carry it with you throughout your day. Okay, so I'm gonna read some I am statements. Whichever one really sticks out to you and hits you hard, hold on to that and carry it with you throughout the rest of your day, the rest of your week, and keep repeating that to yourself until you truly believe it. Okay, let's start. Repeat after me. I am enough. I am lovable. I am unique, I am capable, I am worthy, I am beautiful, I am alive, I am okay, I am present, I am enough. Take a big deep breath in with me. I'm going to read them again. I am enough. I am lovable. I am unique. I am capable. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am alive. I am okay. I am present. I am enough. And take one more big, deep breath with me. All right, you guys. I just realized I didn't do highs and lows this episode, but that's okay because I talked about myself the whole time anyways. So (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. Please feel free to share this on your Instagram story. I will repost if you reshare. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for Follow my skating journey and my mental health journey on my Instagram and on this podcast. I love you guys so much. Keep sending me um, pictures of your dogs and cats. I'd love to see it. Also, if you have any other type of animal, that'd be great too. I love animals. Um, anyways, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope you stay wheelie glad and have a wheelie awesome rest of your week. Love you guys. Bye.